Have you ever been frustrated trying to build a business that you love, connect deeper with your family, and take care of your physical and mental health, but it just seems like you never have time? In my search for those answers, I found out that there are three very specific things that family-driven entrepreneurs do in order to excel in it all. If you're someone who's interested in learning these three things, we have a free upcoming training that you can register for so we can share these three things to help you succeed faster. Check out the show notes or go to modernleadership.us forward slash workshop. This is a limited time workshop, which will be recorded just in case you can't make it live. Thank you for being willing to lean in and continue to grow. And above all, keep leading from the front leader. What is going on, my people? You're listening to Master Your Mindset with Coach Mark. Now, I'm your host, Mark Hildebrand, and I'm a husband, a father, a master coach, a co-creator of the Push Coach Certification School, and 19-year law enforcement officer from Southern California who struggled with giving all my time and energy to my professional life and having nothing left over to give my family or for myself. Now, through this process, I discovered I could excel in every area of my life if I was willing to master my mindset. So this podcast is for ambitious, high-performing leaders in business and career who want to create more in their life, but refuse to do so at the cost of the other important areas of their life, including their health and their family. If that's you, it's time to dive into today's episode. Thanks for spending this short time with me, but remember, you don't get better by consuming, you get better by acting. Let's go. What is going on, my people? Welcome back to another Monday episode. Today, we are going to talk about how can leadership be learned? Now, here's the thing. Um, when you think about this, sometimes it's like, well, this might not seem like a difficult question until you're actually trying to learn how to become a better leader. And then it just seems like overly complex and, and complicated, right? So I really want to put this video or this podcast together for you guys to really show you um, the structure that you can follow to actually not only learn leadership, but help make yourself a successful leader. Now, I shared in a recent uh, podcast how learning leadership is just like learning a new skill. I gave an analogy of like baseball versus, um, I guess, getting wanting to get better at basketball. So if you are like really rocking baseball, you've like literally grown up your whole life playing baseball and you decide to make a switch to basketball, like we wouldn't get upset that we had to learn new skills with playing basketball. Like if we were trying to throw a basketball like we were a baseball, I mean, it would just be pretty ridiculous, right? But what if like we're talking about things that are not physical in nature? What if we're talking about leadership? Now, I know a lot of times that can kind of confuse people because maybe there isn't exactly the same different ways of learning a skill that you would when you're playing, like changing from baseball to basketball. Because when it's more of like a, I don't want to say a theory, but more like around leadership, it can kind of feel like it's a little bit daunting. That's where like my brain naturally goes to like, how can I pull out those universal principles? And we're going to talk about them today. The universal principles that are really going to work in your life when you're trying to be a more effective leader, all right? Especially when it comes to like learning this process of leadership, because I can't tell you how many people I'm coming to contract with and they have the same thoughts that I did, which is like, oh, you have to like have a lot of experience before you can lead or you have to be born a great leader. You have to have great qualities as a leader. You have to be an extrovert. You have to have charisma. And all of those are completely false news because I've seen people, a lot of those people being me and many other people that I help um, develop into like incredible leaders through the process of the ideal leader blueprint who aren't any of those things, but they can still become super successful leaders by really leaning into their strengths. All right. And so that's why I wanted to put this together, because I think a lot of people do have this thought of like, I have to be naturally talented in order to be a great leader. But I want you to think about this, like 
a lot of times what we do is we tend to think of, we put people up on a pedestal. We look at other leaders who might be better than us. And I want to ask you, are you comparing your leadership abilities now to their leadership abilities after they've actually been able to like become the leader they are today? Or are you comparing your leadership abilities now with their leadership abilities when they first started? What you're seeing right now from the leaders, if you look at John Maxwell, if you look at like Jocko, if you look at like the incredible leaders out there, Simon Sinek, right? You might be comparing yourself to their after photos. And that's not fair, not fair to you, but it's also not fair to them. Because if you go back to their origins, they weren't that type of leader and they actually had to grow into that type of leader. I remember the first time um, reading a lot of John Maxwell books. By the way, I think he's like the person who's written the most amount of books. And it's crazy because of his age, he's still continuing to grow and learn things and wanting to share it with the world. I love that so much. But when I originally started to um, dive into his books, I remember hearing um, about the 15 invaluable laws of growth. I love this, this whole idea of like laws, right? Like the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, the 15 irrefutable laws of growth. Like, like I really like the idea of laws just in and of themselves. And I remember listening to this uh, because when I was reading it, I read that John Maxwell, this guy who's like literally, if he ran for president, he would be elected and he would be a powerful leader because of his power, not only when it comes to asking great questions, but also as a leader and creating a massive amount of influence by actually helping people get what they want, right? And when I think about that and I was reading the book, I was reading about how he struggled with getting people to take action at church. He struggled with getting people to show up and he struggled with many other things that a lot of things that I'm currently struggling with. And when I compare that now, I go, oh, my gosh, like that's where he was. It just gives me this really amazing ability of going like, OK, if he can get there from where he was, then I can do that, too. I remember when he first um, had when I first started to read this book, he started to talk about one of his mentors, Kurt Kampmeyer. And he was talking about like the first time he met him, um, he had like some type of um, breakfast or lunch with him. And Kurt asked him, like, what was his personal growth plan? And he had no idea what that actually meant. Kind of skirted around it a little bit until he got to the end. And Kurt was probably thinking, "Okay, so you don't have a plan is what you're kind of like telling me, because sometimes we can try and talk ourselves into it. But in reality, we don't. And it was the fact that he didn't have a plan that was his biggest thing that was holding him back. But yet. Now, looking fast forwarding to the type of leader he is, it's like, man, he was able to make a huge impact in the world coming from this place where he didn't even have a personal growth plan. He didn't even have the leadership abilities that he's been able to develop today. And a lot of people would say, like, he's just a natural leader. And he is. And there is some I'm not going to say that there's not like some advantage if you don't if you have some of these personal leadership abilities. Right. If you that's some of your strengths. Right. But even if you don't, you can 100% learn it because even he did not have all of those skills and he had to develop it. So how can you do something like that? How can you become the next John Maxwell? Even though I don't want you to become the next John Maxwell, I want you to take it a few steps above him, right? Because why would you settle for the second rate version of John Maxwell when you get to be the best version of you, right? And that's really what I want to help you do today is I want to help you like really like hone in like what your personal growth plan is, what you can do to learn leadership, right? And I'm going to take you through a three-step process today, much of which I learned through John Maxwell with a few different tweaks for my own personality strengths and some other things that I believe have to had to have changed because of leadership changing 
in nowadays compared to the way it was. That's the reason why I actually put together my YouTube channel, Modern Leadership, which by the way, if you haven't been there yet, we have short five minute or less leadership lessons to help you get in, learn something and start to implement it and start seeing results today. All right. And we take deeper dives in the podcast here, like you guys already know. So let's dive into this, all right? So we're going to start off with number one, all right? And that is like when you are wanting to learn leadership, one of the most important things to do and the things that will help make it easier for you is number one is learn from someone you respect as a leader. Now, what most people do is they don't really do this thing called deep work. I'm, I'm reading this book. It's by Cal Newport. It's called Deep Work. And what he means is like when you have a skill that you want to develop and you want to become one of the best in the world, you literally lean in and you give yourself hours and hours and hours, not all at once, but you learn it to the to the point where it just becomes you. If you're still having to think about it, still having to like really go through the process in your head of what this actually looks like, it means you haven't gone in deep enough to have a full understanding that it just becomes a natural part of your abilities. Back, I know you guys, you hear me talk about coaching all the time. I co-created my own life coach school. Like life coaching has been so game changing for me. Not only did it help me lose hundred pounds, it helped me create a business that was going to allow me to retire. It helped me to become a better father and a better husband. And that was not something that happened naturally. But when I did that deep work, when I found somebody that for me, it was Josh Coates. Um, and I really just like leaned in and really went deep into the idea of leadership. It just became a second part of my life. It just it just automatically happens. It happens automatically. Sometimes I don't even realize that I'm actually coaching my kids or coaching my wife. And I'm like, no, Mark, stop doing this. This is just family time. Right. But it's just a natural part of me. And how you do that is you find a leader or somebody you respect. So if you are trying to get better in business, well, find somebody who is doing great in business that you respect. If you're trying to become a better father, a better husband, a better police officer, you find somebody who's doing incredible with it and ask them to help you, right? And it's got to be somebody also that you respect and somebody that you want to, um, that has some of the similar values as you. Because if like, let's say, for example, if I wanted to like really continue, well, first off, I do want to continue to grow my business, but let's say I was starting out fresh and I want to grow my business. Well, I'm not going to be mentored or want to be mentored by somebody who doesn't value their family or their health. Like, that's not me. Like, it's not that there's something wrong with that person. It's just that I value my health and my family, like even more than my business. And yes, I want to succeed in business, but not at the cost of those other things. And so I want to find somebody that I respect that actually has similar values to me. All right. And then learn from them. Now, the second piece to this, all right, is don't make or not making other people's actions mean something about you. So as you're going through this process of learning, like let's say you find somebody, you start reading their book, you start to, I don't know, go through their course, be a part of their mastermind, be a part of their certification, like whatever, listen to their podcast. And I don't just mean like listening to 42 different different leaders. I mean like finding one you really deeply respect and doing deep work within that, all right? Once you do that, what's gonna happen is you're gonna start to learn some things. You're gonna start to implement some things, but what will happen is people will naturally like take actions, right? Their behavior some of it will be things that actually help you, right? It helps motivate you. It helps get you, like, maybe I'm on the right track here, but some of it won't be, right? Some of those things, you'll have the haters, the naysayers. Sometimes they're family members. They're people who are like, they've seen you in a certain way of life and now you're making this transition and now they're going to like try and use that against you, right? In, rea- in reality, they want you to stay the same because they're staying the same. And I, as you can't hear from the other many different podcasts I've done, when we take somebody else's, what they're saying, and we make it mean something about us, that is never the truth. The truth is it's about them. It's about their interpretation of things that are going on. And then we take that on as truth. 
Because if you want to be an incredible leader, you're going to have haters. You're going to have naysayers. You're going to have people on the opposite. You're going to have people who are telling your message is stupid. They're going to tell you that your leadership is dumb. They're going to tell you you're a hypocrite. They're going to tell you all of these things. But remember, this is their interpretation and everything that's flowing through them. If you truly want to make an impact in the world and you know like this is your mission, this is what you're on, this is what you're all about, you're going to make mistakes along the way. And I'm not saying that that's not something that you want to be able to correct. But if you make what everybody else is saying mean something about you, you're not going to be able to put forth the confidence that you need to actually create the leadership or be the leader that you truly want to be. You're not going to be able to develop those skills because now you're going to be like pointing at the skills. You're going to be pointing at how you're not good at these specific things, but anything that you're not good at, you just do more of and you get better at it. But you cannot have this connection between other people's behavior and what it is that you're doing. All right. Such a game changer here is learning to like not ignore them, but like silence them out, turn the volume down and turn the volume up for the people who are telling you that you're doing amazing, that you're doing incredible things that they love when you lead them. That's the volume you want to turn up. All right. This is the same as head versus heart, but this is the stuff that's happening on the outside of you. All right. So really don't make those people's actions mean something about you. Remember, this is a giant science experiment. That's the biggest thing that's helped me. This is a giant science experiment. So when I start a YouTube channel, when I started my podcast, when I started doing this, started doing that, speaking in front of people, writing my book, all those things, my mind would always go to, well, Mark, who are you to do this? Like there's going to be people out there that aren't going to like this. There's going to be people who don't connect with your message. And I was using it kind of against me. But instead, I started to tweak it. And so this is a bit just a big science experiment. What if all this was a science experiment? Like I'm trying to get the volcano to like overflow like we did in science class. I don't know if they did do that nowadays, but you're just trying to mix different things to see if it's going to like overflow. And if it doesn't overflow, guess what? You try something new. And if it does, you just you you succeed. Right. And it doesn't mean anything about us as a leader. It's just a big science experiment. So doing my YouTube channel, just a science experiment, seeing what the feedback is, seeing what happens, see how I feel when I'm on video, see how like I connect with my message and really putting it out there, not necessarily worrying so much of what other people are going to think, even though I think at some point, yes, you know, I have to see if like they're responding to this. I have to see if they're taking action with it. And that's why this is a huge science experiment. But remember, it doesn't mean anything about me. It just means this part of the science experiment didn't work out. So it's time to move on to the next piece. All right. Now, I spent more time on number two rather than number one um, on this one because it's so important to really reframe it because otherwise you will not keep taking action. You can like be under a mentor. You can go into some deep work. But if you're constantly like teetering on what other people think of you or what other people respond, you're going to like minimize yourself. You're going to water yourself down and you're not going to be the real you. I can't tell you how great and how freeing it is to be the real you, to be the real me, because How many times in the past where I would go back and I would like completely edit all my podcasts, completely edit all my videos, like just redo things over and over and over again because it wasn't perfect. But in reality, that tries to to tell the people that are following us that they have to be perfect. And you don't because that's something you could never attain. Right. I I remember one of my mentors said 70 70 percent perfect is perfect. A hundred percent perfect is failure. Um, That's Brandon Lucero like that. That is so very much on point. But if you're constantly trying to be perfect, you're not going to be putting things out in the world. When you're not putting things out in the world, you can't be figuring out the science experiment, okay? All right, step number three. You ready for step number three? Step number three is teach other people what you learn in the process. So teach other people what you learn in the process. 
I love this so much. This is my favorite part of all of it is teaching people things that maybe I've just learned. Maybe I've started to implement. Maybe I'm starting to see results. Maybe I've been doing it for a long time, but it helps me not only hold myself accountable to it because if I'm teaching people how to become a better father and how to not yell at their kids and how to do all this stuff, what would it feel like if I did that in my own home? No, I've got this thought of like, hey, Mark, you teach people how to do this. You teach people how to lead people at home. You teach people how to lead people effectively at work or in their business, or you teach people how to lead themselves effectively. I can't go out and not be able to lead myself or lead my family the way that I'm actually teaching it, right? But it also gives you this deeper understanding because here's the thing. If you've ever been to like a a class where you're actually taking and you're learning something, right? If they tell you that at the end, there's some kind of assignment where you actually have to do this or implement this, how much more likely are you to pay attention and do that deep work that it takes to actually know and understand it? Like not just understand it, but Knowing it is on an entirely different level. It's the difference between me reading a book about how to ride a bike and me physically riding a bike. When you physically ride a bike, you know how to ride a bike. You can read about it in every single book in the world and you wouldn't actually know how to ride it until you actually do that, right? But that's what that process is. It's about learning the skills from your mentor, from the person that you're doing that deep work with, right? Number two is being on like phased by the other people's reactions or behaviors from the outside. And number three is now teaching other people what it is that you're learning and what it is you're implementing so that you can get even more of a deeper understanding and at the same time, create leaders of leaders. I mean, that's what I love more than anything is to create and impact the world by not just how many people I can help, but how many people I can teach how to be incredible leaders who will go out and teach people to become incredible leaders. And it will have that ripple effect, not because one leader is better than the other. I think we all have our spaces in there. I'm not going to be like John Maxwell. And that's probably a good thing because John Maxwell has John Maxwell on lockdown. He doesn't have Mark Hildebrand on lockdown. And it's the same for you too. You can be a powerful leader when you follow these three steps. Let's go over them one more time. All right. So number one is learn from somebody that you respect as a leader. Do that deep work like really spent the time and energy to learn those skills. Number two is don't make other people's actions mean something about you. So as you start to implement those, make sure that you're not making them mean something about you. And number three is now teach others that skill and it will be a game changer, not only for your accountability, but also for your furthering development of the skill. I appreciate you guys so much for being here now to the end of another podcast. I can't believe we're like on number 666, which is crazy. I thought about skipping this, um, but I don't know. I'm just going to I'm just going to roll with episode number 666. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for um, heading over to YouTube. Um, Subscribe into that channel, Modern Leadership. I've got a lot of feedback from you guys, how you like the shorter lessons. And then you come to this podcast to kind of expand it. But I just want to say how much I really appreciate you being willing to get uncomfortable and to learn these valuable leadership lessons. All right. All right. I appreciate you guys. I look forward to seeing you guys on Thursday. You guys stay safe and keep leading from the front. Bye leaders.